Am podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. You, of course, can always find us right here at pathtozion.com or over on YouTube as well. And uh, check us out over there. We've got several videos on there um, that are somewhat new. We did the interview over in Knoxville, Tennessee um, with Shiloh Ben-Hod, um, the Israeli Messianic worship singer, leader. Um, he does have records, of course, but he just does a lot of stuff with a house of prayer uh, group that's over there in Israel. He has a very unique perspective compared to mine as far as the culture that he is within and and just what he's seeing in the body of Messiah in Israel. I found it very intriguing to listen to a lot of his answers to questions um, that just turned out to be very different than I would have expected him to answer. Um, It's very refreshing to hear his perspective. So make sure you run over there to our YouTube channel if you have not seen that already. Also, the last video series we did was a two-part series called The Power of the Present. If you've not watched that or, of course, listened to the audio over at pathdesign.com, in summary, that short series is just talking about the pattern of Yeshua and how when he saw a circumstance, when he saw a situation, he did not see it the way that you and I see it Um, or present moment at that time people around Yeshua, he just saw things different. He didn't look at natural limitations or prohibitions, things that that just weren't there. <laughs> he saw things that were. Um, one phrase that I remember that, that came out in that study that just continues to stick with me is the, the what do we have principle. Um, and I used... The feeding of the thousands, where the disciples, the closest taught ones, his his closest followers, who again had dedicated their lives to follow this rabbi. These aren't just men who, well, you know, they did the best they could. I mean, these are men who who literally forsook everything they knew and followed the rabbi, probably more so than you or I have. They said, what are you talking about a lot of times? What do you mean? What are you saying, teacher? (laughs) And in this case, they're sending people off, of course, and then we'll get to today. Let me just talk about this for one second. Because it's always worth mentioning. All these things, are, man, may they be ingrained and seared into our conscience and minds and thoughts, considerations. They're wanting to send people away who are hungry after they've listened to Yeshua teach all day. It's a bit overwhelming, I'm sure, how to responsibly take care of all these people. How do we how do we care for these people? Thousands upon thousands. Five thousand men. We've got to send them away. Send them out to find their own food. But Yeshua, of course, comes and says. What do we have here? What do we have? And there's so much tied up within that perspective and that way of thinking, like our Messiah. So go over and check out the Power of the Present series. If you've not seen it already, it's it's in video format. Um, This morning I'm driving out to work and I just had some commentary towards a certain topic I would like to just talk about for a few moments. This is entirely 
entirely unrehearsed, unplanned, spontaneous. And so if there's error within it, it won't be a big surprise. It's just me talking off the top of my head and from my heart. <sighs> How do we even call it? What do we even call it appropriately? Church leadership, authority, biblical authority. We talk about that a lot. We have over the years anyway on the program. I've taught on it before when you know I used to be a youth pastor at a couple different churches in the Baptist denomination years ago, 20 years ago now. Um, I've kind of I've kind of seen, I wouldn't say I've seen it all, but I've seen a whole lot after being raised in church. I'm getting ready to be 48 years old. I've seen a whole lot of things about how the church functions as an organization, as a as a group of people. And then of course, I came out from that. I was you know, my eyes were open, my scales fell off towards the hierarchical heavy hand of leadership that I had always known, where the pastor leader is untouchable. You don't you don't question him ever. He is really different than you. He was called, you know, when he was 15 years old to to be a pastor preacher and in most cases everybody else is not and so there's this there's this strange persona that comes with church leadership that that is a very very broad topic to talk about but after I don't know I would say 15 years plus outside of the church um, we've you've heard me talk about this before in our ongoing testimony is a couple years the father led us back into an organizational church with some form and some, you know, gathering times and, and, and pastoral leadership. And, you know, it was structured. And as I always, I'm quick to say still, you've got to take great caution whenever there's structure that men organize and men put together. It, it, is, it is set up for trouble from the very beginning when we start to harness and plan organizational structure. I am no longer a, a proponent of saying it's impossible. I know many good brothers, man, godly brothers who who kind of had the same revelation I had myself and millions of people have had throughout the ages of the religious hierarchical system being very detrimental and controlling. Yes, of course it can be, as with anything that man puts his hand to. Now, that being said, I finally got to a place after many years where I got disgruntled with home gatherings because I got tired of talking about what the church is not all the time. She's not this. She shouldn't do this. She shouldn't behave like this. Um, and I still today have to work on laboring to make sure I don't talk like that all the time because I was in that environment for a very long time. But I got disgruntled myself with the disgruntledness if that makes sense. I got tired of talking about how wrong the church always was, and I began to say, shouldn't we be spending our efforts talking about what we should be doing instead of what the church is not doing? What should we be doing? <laughs> and let's, let's, for lack of better words, let's just put our attention towards doing it <laughs> the best we know how and learning basically from square one, free from all the bias and all the corruption and all the nonsense that we inherited in the organizational religious church. 
Let's just try to do it right. And we did that for several years. And the Father was very kind and, and taught us many things and revealed a whole lot of issues that we had in that season. <laughs> just a different layer of, of our own problems. And so, he, why am I bringing this up? Okay, so this morning, someone I'm quote, I'm air quoting, friends with on Facebook. Uh, I think he's a pastor. I'm not sure. It's kind of irrelevant, but somewhat important, I guess. Is He, he had made a, a public comment about how dangerous it is to basically rebel and I'm not trying to quote him here we have to be careful if you're in a public forum well you said that he said this and I'm not saying that so let's just be very clear in paraphrased we have to be careful not to be rebellious against leaders in the church that are set in place and pastors that are given roles and functions and we have to be careful that we're not usurping their authority or in rebellion not listening to their counsel or not listening to their advice. I don't think advice was really used. It was definitely more of a counsel, um, direction. You know, I'm not sure exactly what words. You get the point of what I'm saying. Um, and so, and then listed several scriptures of how dangerous it is to come against leadership that are set in place by Yahweh. Now, number one, okay, what's who are the ones set in place by Yahweh? And who are the ones that are set in place by other men? Because that, that's why this is not a simple cut and dry um, comment or thought. Um, which is why I have this recorder on this morning to talk about just that. Because it's not so simple. It's not as simple as it's been made. And I've been dealing with this for whatever reason, hard and heavy for the last several weeks, when I hear people just casually say about a certain Bible text, verse, chapter, account, oh, well, this is just cut and dry, black and white, so simple. Anybody could understand this. I don't, man, I, I, I always want to slap the pause button and say, man, we've got to stop and sit down because this is, this is maybe not as simple as we've been taught. Many things are not as black and white as we've been taught. Maybe there's a whole lot of context that we've never been told that that there were there were different circumstances going on in the account that's recorded for us in the scriptures that we're probably ignorant of what what environment this was written in or who it was written to and so there are a lot of things that there are criteria to promises and covenantal blessings that are to come to God's people the prerequisites that first and foremost we must be sure we are in fact God's people. There's a lot more going on than often a grabbing a verse or two can summarize. Now, now what I responded with in general, and this needs to be discussed because most all of us in some way are connected somehow to a group of people. I hope, I hope that you are. I hope that there's some some sort of a form of a body of Messiah. The body, the physical body has a form. It has a distinction. It looks like something. It's not an arm in Nebraska and a leg in Texas. It looks like something. And so when the body gathers, it looks like an identifiable body. Now, that's complex as well, and that would take some explaining. And yes, there are many offshoots, if you will, from that. Yes, the body is broad. The body does cover the earth. 
And so we have to understand what we're saying as a whole. But without going down that trail, today, my comment to this gentleman's warning to make sure we're not rebellious to leadership in the church is that's that's well and good and I'm not disagreeing with that at all but we cannot just blindly assume there has to be criteria that's explained when we say things like this I believe because if anyone would just come up and read that they would think okay so Pastor Bill down here at First Baptist Oak Tree he told me that I have to do this or don't have to do that according to this Bible verse, and so thereby I have to do it like he said, or else I'm in rebellion and all these curses that these Bible verses are quoting will come upon me because I'm a rebellious one fighting against God's anointed. And friends, that's just not always the case. That's, that's, very, that's very juvenile and somewhat casual in how we approach this, this understanding. Because surely, surely we all know without any arguing whatsoever that not everyone who is in a seat of authority and leadership is an authority and a leader set in place by Yahweh Elohim. We, we surely know that. There are many self-appointed men in functions, in, in positions really, not, not much functions. Yahweh, I would say, gives the function. Men appoint. Men give positions. Now, they can be synonymous, and they can be separate, in my opinion. They can also be individual. Many people are set in positions and functions, positions, places, authority titles, that they do not deserve and were never given that place by Yahweh. Prime example, me, myself. When I was, I don't even know, we're not going to do the math, when I was in my 20s, I was given the the place of a youth pastor. I was full of sin, depravity, addicted to pornography. I knew nothing. I knew little. Dare say even truly regenerated. I had done the, the prayer, you know, I don't know, however many years previous. I had said the prayer to invite Jesus into my heart, but there was not really any fruit on the tree of my life. I was newly married, arguing and fighting with my wife, controlling her. My home was a wreck. Thankfully, it was just the two of us. <laughs> but it did that didn't matter. That didn't matter. I would give counsel to youth. I would give counsel to college-age kids. I would give counsel to adults now, preaching Sunday mornings <laughs> behind a pulpit in the Baptist church. Now, was this the Father's will? I would say yes. It was a major component in the part of my journey. I learned so many things from a very godly pastor at that church. The next church I went to, uh, I still struggle and strain to find any glimmer of, of purpose in that one. <laughs> uh, but it's part of my journey and story nonetheless. But my point remains the same, and, and let's not make this too long today. We have to be careful of what we're saying about just a blanket statement of quoting scriptures to say, well, you better submit to to biblical authority, brother, or you're going to be cursed. Man, we've got to know. This is why relationships matter. This is why megachurch and long-distance relationships within a body are troublesome. 
because you don't really know your leader. You don't really know your pastor. You don't really even know. You don't know what he's like in his home. You don't know how he treats his wife and children. You don't know what he does when the lights go down. He may be the most godly, holy, set-apart, distinct man on the planet, and he may be a fleshly man riddled with sin and rebellion himself. We don't know if we don't know people for real. Now, why am I saying that? Well, because that's of utmost importance when we're entrusting ourselves to another human being. When we're listening to their counsel and just saying yes when they say to say yes. Or no when they tell us we should say no. Now, we have to be careful that we're not just saying, in my opinion, well, but if he's using the Bible, then it's true. Friend, humanity, myself, first first and foremost, front and center, as well as men who are called to preach, who are gifted, who are truly called by Yahweh to fill a function and a role of, of preaching and teaching. Friends, these men have error in them. We all have error in them, and every single man, I don't care how seminary trained he is, or if he's been behind a pulpit for 50 years, he is teaching something that is not the perfect, flawless word of Yahweh. Do we think about this? I listened to Charles Stanley on the radio yes, just yesterday. A seasoned preacher, teacher, authority, figurehead of the, of the church, of the Christian church, probably as well known as any preacher in modern era, We have to be careful that just because someone of his stature, someone that has achieved a status that that this well deserved or not is beside the point. That's not what we're talking about. We're not we're not negating men's accomplishments or their willingness to give themselves to serve the Lord for all of their days. We're not talking about that. We're not demeaning anyone. We're just being careful, however, how we exalt them how high we lift them and esteem them to a place where they could do no wrong, where they could say nothing wrong, where they could, most importantly, is it possible that they could misinterpret the Holy Scriptures? Is it possible? Is it possible now that your favorite teacher, your favorite evangelist, your favorite, I don't know, YouTube teacher could teach you something that's not the accurate full word of Yahweh Elohim. Friend, if we don't walk aware of this, we are set to have some big troubles. And my thoughts to get back to my specific point about being in rebellion if you don't listen to the counsel of a, of a pastoral leader is, and, and I did throw out Proverbs that talks about how there is safety and one other version says victory in the presence of many counselors. And friends, I think this is a great biblical pattern that we see. Now, we can go, well, what about Moses? Wasn't much counsel there. Moses spoke the oracles of Yahweh, and it was just him. For the most part, yes, for a long time. But as that pattern was instated where, where Yahweh was meeting with men and and had a mediator position between himself and the people, number one, it's because the people wouldn't approach him. And number two, 
there was a, an established leadership that came into play. When Jethro came to Moses and said, Brother, I think, I think you need some help. <laughs> I think if it pleases you and pleases Yahweh, you might want to implement some other people to help you. And just the other day, my son was playing the New Testament Bible in the audio CDs, you know. And I heard them, the, the section where they're appointing leaders. They're appointing people to facilitate the, the, the post-Acts church. And, and the verbiage is almost identical. Let's, let's, let's appoint men to help carry and displace the weight that it is, the responsibility of serving, serving the body. Serving now, serving. Serving can be correction. Serving can be admonition. Serving is very complex. But it has to be from the heart of servanthood. And if you've been listening to this program at all, you know that lately I've been talking a lot about examining my own heart's unction and purpose behind much of what I do, which is saying, I'm not sure this is right in the church. Generally, this doctrine, this teaching, in asking these questions. Well, anytime we bring a correction, bring an admonition, we have to be clear, our heart is right. Where we're not trying to correct for the sake of correction. We're not trying to scold someone so that they know they're wrong. Our heart's posture has got to be set where we are doing all that we are doing. Even towards correction, if, if, if we are in any place of authority that's given by Yahweh, not by mere men, is all of this for the building up of the body? Is all of this for the building up of the saints? And if then, then yes, we can move. We can move in humility, slowly, carefully. We're not talking about worried about everyone's feelings. We're not worried about hurting their feelings and making them sad. We're talking about carefully. That's a word we throw around a lot, don't we? We don't really understand. Carefully, care with care, deliver what is true, all the while remembering that, brother, this is to the best of my present understanding. This verse, this doctrinal teaching, this text in the scripture. I believe this is saying this. And then entrusting Holy Spirit to breathe life into it. To us and to any others that we might share any kind of counsel with. So to, to further that point just for another moment. I believe that there is much safety in the presence of many. In the counsel of other brothers. I think there's, there is such a safety there. I've seen it firsthand. I've learned it. I continue to learn it. We have to be careful that we're not merely submitting to an individual with one individual perspective and understanding towards even what a scripture may say. This, this, is, a, this is a body of Messiah. And it would do us well to make sure we have a body around us in whatever form Yahweh brings it to us. A plurality of, of what? <laughs> this is what I love about the Jewish understanding. Is the Midrash event. 
which is what if you don't know a lot of you listening to this program probably do know but in case you don't it's it's when you sit down with another brother over the text and you argue about it in a rightful sense of like we want to know what's true well I think this is what it says I think this is what it says well why do you think that is it your personal opinion or is it studies you've done and commentaries you've read to gather opinion to gather ideas and I heard this the other day and I'm gonna throw this in because it's it's applicable you know I heard a brother in, in a teaching I was listening to talking about how so many people whether you want to say in Hebrew roots movement Torah community they're so they can be many are so hard-hearted towards teachings or commentaries or even you know what concordance you use I don't need that I read the Bible (laughs) I read the Septuagint I read you know I don't need commentary and this brother in this message the other day brought up the point of like isn't it ironic that that many people won't read a commentary because they want the pure unadulterated Word of God but then they sit down on Facebook or on a YouTube channel or in a in an email teaching newsletter and divulge 20 pages or an hour's worth of their own commentary for other people to hear (laughs) isn't that ironic and that really is the epitome of how how we all are humanity and those of us regenerated born again and and brought into the people of Yahweh the body of Messiah (laughs) no I don't believe in commentaries and other men's opinion and after going down that trail for 10 minutes all right now sit down I'm gonna tell you my opinion about this text Uh, I thought you just said you don't you don't think people should do commentaries uh well that's different (laughs) I'm not telling you my commentary I'm just telling you the Word of God (laughs) and friends can we just hold that rightly and somewhat lightheartedly and and just remind one another man we're flawed vessels we're flawed vessels and that does not decrease our purpose function or ability to sometimes rightly counsel to rightly divide the word of Yahweh it's the way it's always been Yahweh himself entrusted his word with humanity people human beings it's amazing we have any of it left it's amazing we can get anything right is it not so let's value that let's let us cherish that and hopefully have a multitude of counselors so let that be as it may wherever you are in your life maybe you're going to a mega church or you're sitting in a home gathering with you and three other people I don't know it's all applicable what do we do with one another the greatest asset that we have is that we are indwelled by Holy Spirit the teacher that will teach us and lead us into all truth teach us all things Yeshua the greatest rabbi that ever walked the whole planet and never will is our mediator longing to lead us into truth and teach us the ways of the Father and the Father has been good and kind and awesomely incredible but incredibly benevolent towards us to extend to us his literal word his literal word 
which is himself. We can't even understand this principle. So may we hold it as a gift, friend. Biblical authority, church leadership, it's way more complicated than a lot of times it's presented. But there is a way, I believe, to walk it out right. I don't claim to know what it is, but I'm doing my best to find it and to be my role in it. Yahweh gives functions to the body of Messiah. I'm going to talk more about this later. I've got some pages of journaling the other day where I talked about this topic in great length. Maybe we'll revisit that soon, if that's what the Spirit's saying. I hope you're doing well. Thank you for listening. This has been the Path to Zion podcast, where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Send us an email if you need anyone to talk with. Podcast at gmail.com. We would love to pray with you, encourage you, bring you a hard word of correction. (laughs) Now, nobody wants that, do they? Send us an email if you need some camaraderie and encouragement according to the things of Yahweh Elohim. Thank you for listening. Amen.